back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host and bestie. Yes, good roles for you. Yeah. (laughs) Supporting role. Yeah, supporting role. Well, if you are new to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast, Catherine and I welcome you Mm -hmm. to our little community here. We are best friends and have been for many, many years. And we started this podcast because we were kind of sidelined from doing live events all around the country. Mm -hmm. I've been doing comedy for a number of years and Catherine comes with me and is kind of like my assistant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a blast. Yeah, we do. And it's ministry. That's we right. do it for ministry. So right. so while we're sidelined, um, it was suggested to us by my by manager, manager, Mike. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, are you listening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're doing our best. He, uh, he said, well, since you're not out on the road doing things, you might as well start a podcast and start building that. So we did. And we're yeah. loving it. Yeah, we were like, a podcast? I know. We didn't know what it was. We had to Google mm-hmm. it. So we've come a long way. A whole long way. Yeah. It's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, it has. Even just a few minutes ago. I know. We had we some had... technical <laughs> issues again. So we had to start over again. <laughs> yeah. And we're on our 26th episode. Believe it or not, 26. Yeah. So we're really creeping along. Yeah, we sure so. are. Yeah. That's what Adam thinks his lucky number is 26. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that, that was his it. birthday? It's his birthday. And it's my son, Adam. I have five of them, but it's hard for me to remember which one's birthday is when. But his, I remember, because he's so... He announces it, probably. Uh, uh, yeah, daily. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his football jersey, and he's just like, 26, that's my lucky number. Oh. Okay. Well, this is dedicated to you then, Adam. I know yeah. you're never going to listen to your mother on a podcast because you barely can stand the sound of my voice in person, let alone... Um... Oh, that's not true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll see about that. Well, what Catherine and I do on a weekly basis is we try to bring out topics that are interesting. Yeah. In an, and help. Yep. Helpful, helpful, interesting, mm-hmm. that will bring value to you. And we try to present them in an entertaining way, mm-hmm. followed by some spiritual encouragement. Yes. So that's what we're going to do today. Yeah. Aren't you excited? Well, I am. And me too. Mm-hmm. All right. So intermittent fasting is our yeah. topic for today. Right. This is a hot topic. It is. And it's for health benefits. Not, it's not a spiritual fasting in this case. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Although you could incorporate. You, oh, for sure. Could incorporate. 100%. Spiritual. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so intermittent fasting, it's something, it's like a big buzzword out there in diet and health land. Mm-hmm. And we first heard about it because of our friend Carol, who lives between us. We live on the same street. And um, she she's healthy. She's fit. She's a season ahead of us in life. Mm-hmm. And she's inspirational. Yeah. Oh, she's gorgeous. She is very beautiful. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I think she was a model at some mm-hmm. point. so and she's an artist yeah anyway carol um i was kind of complaining whining whatever to carol that i had gained weight over COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) like many other people like me yes you oh (laughs) i didn't want to say jump in right say that i didn't want to say but we've talked about this privately and so oh yeah yeah you can't see us right now anyway so just tell you we gained weight describe ourselves (laughs) Yeah, Tracy has silver hair. Yes, I, I have do. some. You, yes, you do. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not go any further. No, I know. <laughs> let's keep it from the neck up. Uh, so, so bottom line is we yeah. gained weight over COVID. Yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah. And prior to COVID, we had success at losing weight. We sure did. We lost really weight. Good success. We did, mm-hmm. and we were into it. 
Yeah. And it was healthy. It was it was a healthy way to lose weight. It was just yeah. getting to the gym. I think we went three times a week. Mm-hmm. We worked with a trainer. That's right. We didn't do a fad diet. No. We just did a healthy common uh, sense common sense eat, meal planning. Yeah, eat good stuff mm-hmm. and move your body. And you know, it was it it worked. Right. Okay. Then COVID hits and yeah. all the comfort food and the comfy pants. Those the, those yeah. two combinations are deadly. They are. And the gym went bye-bye. Oh, right. Yes, the gym was closed, and we that was not our there. fault. And we didn't have exercise equipment stuff at home that was unpacked. Yeah, I think I like even, if, even if we did have it, I don't know. We, well, we, we, you know, we talked about this in another episode. We were kind of glued to the TV yes, during we the pandemic mm-hmm. at first. And you're like, what's happening now? <laughs> what's the lady with the scarf saying? And the right. other guy with the gray hair and he's still, you know, cartoon right. looking. Oh, right. <laughs> You're talking about Dr. Fauci? Uh, the yes. short one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's it. Anyway. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Carol told both, well, she told me about intermittent fasting and then I shared it with Catherine. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's do a podcast on it because mm-hmm. then it kind of forces us to dive into the research of it. Right. So that's what we did. You did at first. You were Correct. like all in. I'm Googling this. I'm Tracy to Google. And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, and I was more skeptical at first. Like I always am. This is I'm true. I'm like cautious Catherine. Yes, you are. All the time. If, you are. Especially if I haven't heard of it before. Right. So. Yeah. We're still, <laughs> we're still kind of skeptical and still looking into it because it's kind of got, it's all fresh. Yeah. It's, it doesn't have a whole lot of depth. Mm-hmm. But I'm a believer now that this, it's not for everybody, but I'm a believer that this will help. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to, we're going to go through a couple things. Like this is what we're hoping to bring to you as value during this podcast. Yeah. So stay tuned because right. we're going to share three things. Pros and cons. That's one. I love pros and cons. Mm-hmm. I do too. I do because yeah. I don't want just the pros. No, definitely not. Right. Because... Yeah. Then it doesn't, it, it makes me go, hmm. It should. Right. We should be like, but what about this? But what about that? Yeah. So we're going to cover that on yeah. intermittent fasting pros and cons. Also tips, That's simple right. tips That's right. on how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then finally, should you or shouldn't you? Should you do, should you try it or shouldn't you try it? Right. Okay. We'll go over that. All of that, um, we're going to share this article with you and it comes from Healthline. I think it's healthline.com, but we're going to list the link in the show notes. So check that. And the name of the article is Intermittent Fasting 101, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide. Yeah. And Healthline gets their information from the studies done by PubMed. PubMed. Yes. Yeah. Which is credible. Exactly. Okay. But let's talk. Who are our sponsors? Muffin and Pooh. That's right. Our husbands, Mm -hmm. Kenny and Ron. Right. Kenny goes with Catherine. Mm-hmm. Ron goes with me. Mm-hmm. And they allow us. I mean, they sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> they sponsor the podcast. And that means that we don't have to go out and get money making jobs because they have the jobs because somebody's got to work. Right. <laughs> so it's them. So they are yeah. our sponsors. Exactly. And it, one of these days, we're going to um, take this podcast to that next level and give opportunities for listeners to sponsor us. Mm-hmm. We're not there just yet, mm-hmm. but that is on our horizon. Yeah. Yes. So we will get there. Mm-hmm. So shout out to the guys for your faithfulness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, let's see. What else did we need to share here? I'm looking at my note to note. Oh, I know what it was. Mm-hmm. Catherine and I talked about this the other day. We need to be saying this in every broadcast. So we have to remind ourselves. Share this podcast. Yeah, please do. If you're listening yeah. and enjoying it, help us to help others. Because we really are loving this podcast. We are. We are. Yeah. And we hope you are too. We, we think you are. Well, yeah. Our listeners are growing. They are. In numbers. Yes. And we're getting all more scattered across the globe. That's right. So that's exciting. Yeah. Woohoo. I know. So please, uh, as a call to action from my lips to your ears, share this podcast mm-hmm. because we are hopeful that we'll grow our listenership and be able to reach more people with our positive message and our pointing to Jesus, which yeah. is our whole, that's the whole reason yes. why we do this. All right. So that that's all that housekeeping stuff is out of the way. Mm. Now let's dive in to intermittent fasting. Let's do it. All right. What is it, Catherine? It's an eating pattern that cycles between periods of fasting and eating. So it's when you're not eating and when you are eating. Right. That's it in a nutshell. Well, it 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 is in the the title. I, I said to my husband, <laughs> I said, have you ever heard of intermittent fasting? And he goes, no. And I said, well, do you, can you guess what it is? And he goes, huh, maybe it's intermittent <laughs> fasting. <laughs> I'm like, you smarty pants. Do you know when I very first uh, started to drive and the windshield wipers said like it had that intermittent selection? Yeah. I was like, I, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> well, you were 16 yeah. or 15. You do, you're not expected to know that. We then. just didn't use it in our vocabulary around <laughs> the house or school, I guess. <laughs> Let's see. I remember thinking that though, like, oh, it means... Every now and then. (laughs) I will clean my room intermittently. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So intermittent fasting, it's having a specific time that you eat and a specific time that you don't. Right. Very simple. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's talk about some of the pros and some of the cons and some of the facts, you know, so that we can get a handle on it. Okay. So I'm going to scroll. So we're going to have this conversation based around this article. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing right now is scrolling down to the benefits and I'm going past these little ads that pop up and mm. then disappear. <laughs> so, so bear with me on that. And so first of all, it's a very powerful weight loss tool. And how so? It's a tool because it causes weight loss by changing both sides of the calorie equation. Mm -hmm. So um, what your body does in intermittent fasting, um, it causes you to have fewer meals for one thing and an automatic reduction in calorie intake. Now that's because you're skipping, most likely for most people, you're skipping breakfast or you're delaying it Mm -hmm. until later in the morning or perhaps even your first meal could be at noon or later. Right. Mm-hmm. So it and it slight it slightly boosts your metabolism. So what? Because one of the first things that I said to Tracy when she was describing this to me, I was like, "Yeah, but I've always thought that you're supposed to eat um, throughout the day to mm-hmm. keep your metabolism the up." Thing. The grazing thing. Mm-hmm. And so this actually, you can do that in during your window of your eating time. You can do that. Mm-hmm. But the fasting actually uh, boosts your metabolism anyway. 
because of what is happening when you're not eating and you eat fewer calories. It's an, uh, a very effective way to lose weight and belly fat. Mm. So, but as far as the tools, um, the tool because in, the, in these studies that have been done, people lose four to seven percent of their waist circumference, indicating a significant loss of harmful belly fat that builds up around your organs and causes disease. Yeah, so. and they say that the waist circumference is kind of like, you know, you're... I, I, it's dangerous yes. to have... I was going to say death, death sentence, but dangerous is better. Dangerous. <laughs> right. Well, especially on men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, women should be cautious as well, especially about cardiac illnesses and diseases and heart attacks and such, because we, we have, you know, that it's a risk for us yeah. too. Definitely. Okay, so what else? What else is positive about intermittent uh, fasting? Let's see. Okay. Um, oh, this is interesting. A 2014 review study found that this eating pattern can cause 3 to 8% weight loss over 3 to 24 weeks, which is a significant amount compared to most weight loss studies. Now, I'm assuming that that means 3 to 8% of your total body weight. Yes. Okay. Not like weight loss. Well, weight loss. Meaning, you know, if you weigh, I don't, I don't want to get into math, but I know. <laughs> if you weigh I know. A, for every hundred pounds that you weigh, it would be three to eight pounds loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wh- which is good. Very good. Uh, you know, like with Weight Watchers, I've done Weight Watchers many times. I've been a Weight Watchers guru kind of you know Mm -hmm. I've gone in and out of it and I've been successful on Weight Watchers and the very first goal that you make with Weight Watchers is to lose 10% of your body weight Mm -hmm. well that's three to eight percent eight percent is pretty close to ten percent yeah so that's a pretty healthy um, reduction of weight over the course of three to 24 weeks that's pretty good yeah right I still think that Weight Watchers is a good plan I do too yeah. I really do. I mm-hmm. think it's just common sense. It's, right. There's a lot of accountability with Weight Watchers, mm-hmm. you know, because you're tracking, not just like boundaryless. Right. And right. Exactly. I think the great thing about intermittent fasting is that you can incorporate these uh, healthy diets and tools. eating plans. They're all tools. They are. Yeah. You into can do this. That. Yeah. Because this is not necessarily a diet. It's just a way to... Uh, it's Eat timing. When, yeah, it's, it's timing. timing. Right. And I don't know, if, I can't remember now if we've mentioned this already about intermittent fasting, but there's there's multiple time frames that one could do mm-hmm. and that they've studied and such. Mm-hmm. The one that is kind of like the most popular mm-hmm. is they call it the 16 slash 8. Yeah. Right. So that means a 16 hour period of fasting mm-hmm. and an eight hour window where you could eat. Yeah. So what Catherine is referring to is in terms of Weight Watchers, you could apply the things that you would do in Weight Watchers within that eight-hour window. Right. And then just wait to eat until 16 hours passes after your window closes. Right. Right. Exactly. That makes sense to me. Mm Mm-hmm. So another good um, benefit Mm -hmm. about this is that intermittent fasting can lead to an automatic reduction in calorie oh did i say that already yeah because yeah because we're restricting the number of hours that we're eating Mm -hmm. you know you're also going to be hopefully reducing your calories that you eat however there's a caveat to that and that is we talked about this earlier about disordered eating yeah and people who struggle with weight control i.e me 
because I've struggled from the time I was probably early teens. Mm. So, you know, like hormonal changes. And when I was a little kid, I wasn't fat. Mm-hmm. But I did put on some pounds when I was like in junior high, and then I took it off in high school. Then I put it on in college. Then I took it off to get married. Then I put it on to get the kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I took it off when I got off with kids. Then I put it on because I was stressed out about the kids. So it's been up and down, up and down. Yeah. Um. So so I would call that disordered eating. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. uh, I'm an, that's one of the bits in my act is about <laughs> emotional eating roller coaster. Um. Anyway. When you're talking about disordered eating, there's no there's no boundaries. There's no boundaries. Right. And where intermittent fasting brings you a very easy to you. You know it. You see it. Here's your boundary. And and the limits or boundaries are not that hard. Not really. No, No, not not really. really. No. And And, um, go ahead. Well, actually, I was just going to say the 16-8 is is the easiest. That's why it's the most popular. Well, I wouldn't call it the easiest because you can also do a 12-12. I would say that's easier. Oh, yeah. You know, because if you do do a 12-hour fast versus a 12-hour eating window, that's pretty much like you're just not eating constantly. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and the article means in terms of the other option of two days of 24-hour fasting. Right. Right. Yeah. And then I think the other one was uh, two days of having only 500 to 600 right. calories Which a day. Is so really they mean in those right. terms. Right. Mm-hmm. So so the the bottom line of of what we're kind of talking about here is that Intermittent fasting is, like we said, it's just timing. Mm-hmm. It's not a diet. It's not restrictive. However, you don't want to go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on it. Like, you don't want to go nuts during your eight-hour eating window or if you choose a 10-hour no. eating window or a 12-hour eating window or whatever. Yeah. Whatever your eating time is, you want to try to eat nutritious food. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the point? Right. Because <laughs> if you just slam down the Big Macs, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to have gonna success. Work. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, what you else? Know, another great benefit, I love this too, it increases the release of the fat-burning hormone. I'm going to use the other word that they use, uh, noradrenaline. It's okay. easier to say. Okay. Norapinephrine. <laughs> so just the bottom line is <laughs> fat-burning burning hormone. So it, it so, triggers the body to burn yeah, some fat. Right. And, exactly. And some scientists might be able to explain it better in terms of what exactly is happening in there. But just all you got to know is it's good for bur- burning fat. <laughs> right. We're doing this in layman's terms. No kidding, because we are yeah. layman's. Layman's. Yes. Short-term fasting may increase your uh, metabolic rate by 3.6 to 14%. So. That's good, right? Yeah. What's a metabolic rate? Your metabolism. Oh, love that. So it's going to boost your metabolism Mm -hmm. and it's going to reduce your fat. Mm -hmm. That all sounds good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So those are under that section, the benefits there. What about the cells and hormones? Go to the section above that. Okay. I'm looking at the same article. Yeah. It's right above that. Okay. Remember we talked about the HGH? Yes. Okay. So the human growth hormone. HGH. Uh, widely known as HGH. It says here that the levels of growth hormone skyrocket, increasing as much as fivefold. So this has benefits for fat loss and muscle gain, to name a few. So gaining muscle is huge. Yeah. Good for the metabolism, too. That's right. And burning fat. That's right. You always want muscle because the muscle burns the fat. 
Right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Hold, please. <laughs> Hold, please. This is another encouragement to ourselves and to anybody listening to us. Weight uh, strengthening, weight training exercises with weights. Mm-hmm. Get on it. Yeah. Get down on it. Do, 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 do. Mm. <laughs> We're nuts. Get on it. Yeah. We've been going to the gym. Our gym is now open. Thank mm-hmm. you. Look, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you that our gym is open. And we've been in the pool, which is, it's my favorite thing to do is to get in the pool. And it's resistance training. So they have these little foam weights that, it's a class. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a instructor. It's like um, strength training for dummies. Just get in the pool and do what the monkey does in front of you. <laughs> she just gave I me just a made look. a face. <laughs> well, it is. It's, there's no thought into it. You just do what the yeah. person in front of you does. But it ain't no joke. You really do gain muscle. Yes. And you're doing cardio. Yes. You know, I was thinking to myself, like, I've always associated with, you know, the silver strands. Ladies. You mean... Um, what do they call them? The, cotton um, heads. The cotton... <laughs> I That's didn't want me. to say. I have white hair. You do. I know. But Split. I'm only 55. Yeah. I'm not that old. Oh, you're not but at I, all. But my hair looks old. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it's okay. But it's long though. It's so gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Mm. Yes. I was going to get to that. Go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, but it really is s- okay. strength. It is training. a workout. Because mm-hmm. that water is resistant. Catherine and I, when we first started taking the classes, I'm going to tell the story about Eric. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy, he goes to our church now. Yes, he does. He's a member. He doesn't just go. He's a I member. I know. Shout out to Eric yeah. and his girlfriend, Emily, mm-hmm. who we know very well, yep. and, and her mom, Janine. Uh, so Eric was... At that time, I don't even think he was dating Emily. I don't recall. No. But no. he was just this tall, dark, handsome young man mm-hmm. who was leading the class. Yeah. And Catherine goes, oh, he's handsome. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> I said, he thinks we're old ladies. Because we were doing like little, I would call it like puff puff exercises, you know, for yeah, the puff puff easy squad. easy on the ladies, right. I think. Is I, no sooner did I get that out of my mouth and said, he thinks we're old ladies. He's given us all this easy exercise Pansy. yeah he showed us the next move and i almost drowned <laughs> i couldn't do it remember um, when you got a leg cramp yes foot cramp yes ah. it, yeah so so all that to say get on it get yeah. into some kind of strength training walking d- taking a nightly constitutional around the block is not enough we used to do that we used to just go let's walk that's our exercise and we did but it's not enough You've got to be doing some kind of weight situation. Strengthening. Strengthening. Right. Okay. Enough on the tangent. Good job. Yeah. If mm. you incorporate that with the intermittent fasting. Right. You're going to have some success. Yeah. All right. So the next bullet point that it has is insulin sensitivity improves and levels. Im- ah, I read it wrong. Insulin sensitivity improves and levels of insulin drop dramatically. Lower insulin levels make stored body fat more accessible. Sticking to it, I guess, so that you're—I don't really know what that means. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. I'm just gonna play it off. Okay, here's what we know about insulin. Yeah, this is common sense, and what we know about insulin—it's important. Yeah, to have it be under control, right? Yeah, and it gets all wackadoo. When your diet is not good and you have a sedentary lifestyle and XYZ turns into type 2 diabetes. 
which turns into heart disease, which turns into congestive heart failure, which leads to death, which we both experienced that in our own family with our dads. Our dads both died with those conditions. Mm -hmm. So we want to avoid that, friends. Mm -hmm. And the way to avoid insulin goofiness is to have a healthy, active lifestyle combined with a healthy diet. Did that explain it, Lehman's terms? Well, I don't know that it necessarily, yes. I don't, un- I don't understand the science behind more, it either. All yeah. I know is Let's that it's got to be balanced. More accessible, yeah. Okay, I guess cellular repair. Let's just go with that. What's that say? When fasted, your cells initiate cellular repair processes. This includes, oh boy, you say the word. Autophagy. Autophagy. It's autophagy. Autophagy. Mm-hmm. where cells digest and remove old and dysfunctional proteins that build up inside the cells. Okay, so let's talk mm-hmm. about autophagy. Yeah. Tracy's really been I'm looking into, into it. the autophagy. Yeah, it took me about a week Excuse to you. learn how to say it. <laughs> right? <laughs> autophagy. So the word, and this is what helped me to wrap my brain around it. Yeah. Auto means self. And phagy, phagy means eat. So it's basically like your cell sort of eats itself in a way, in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Auto, self, and phagy, eat. Automatically eating. And what they're talking about, what the cell does in autophagy is it eats and discards the like, garbage. Yeah, the, the junk. Mm-hmm. And if you never get to that kind of state of cellular repair, as they put in here, then the cells don't get to do that function. The body has to, it doesn't automatically go into autophagy. It has to get there somehow. You have to stop eating in order for it to be able to do that. And you have to not be eating for a while for it to begin this process, right? Right. And the actually, in I think it was 2016, um, a scientist, doctor, received the Nobel Peace Prize for studying autophagy. That's a big Yeah thing and his discoveries he was from japan i forgot his name right now Hmm. but um so there's a lot to be learned about autophagy so we don't want to claim that this is the be-all end-all to everything Mm -hmm. but it looks as though there could be some very big health benefits surrounding the idea of prolonging of having a little bit longer periods between when you start eating for the day yeah when you stop eating the night before you know, and um, in some of the things that I read about autophagy, they talked about lifestyle, like in the 50s and in the 60s. So if you think about family life in the 50s, so mm-hmm. our parents would have been growing up in high school and such. Mm-hmm. Well, moms were home mm-hmm. for the most part, making meals at home. There was like there were no fast food on every corner. There yeah, wasn't there weren't right. drive throughs. Um, our lifestyle was not quite as... Um, fast food oriented, packaged food oriented. Right. Oriented. Right. And a lot of families kind of went through through, to the rule of thumb of after dinner, you don't eat anymore. That's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I forgot that was a rule at our house unless Mm -hmm. it was popcorn. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and then we kind of went into the 60s where it was like, woohoo. (laughs) free love you know and all this independence and all this stuff and then think about the development of manufactured and packaged food and convenience food and women getting into the workplace and family life and all those things and stress right Mm. so if you're an emotional eater like I have been 
with the up and down in the various, you know, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, uh, you, you know, look to relieve stress with a automatic hit reward. Yeah. Dopamine. Yeah. Yeah. Chocolate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we have to give ourselves, uh, kind of try to step out of our culture and take a look at how did we get here? And the other thing that I learned is that the, um, that whole adage of eat breakfast, it's the most important meal of the day. Yeah. We've always been taught that. Yeah. It's like a mantra forever. Yeah. But do you know what started that mantra? It was a marketing campaign through the cereal companies, like Kellogg's. Was it really? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. You've been learning a lot to Google. I know. <laughs> I know. My head hurts. <laughs> My head's going to explode. And that, you know, that makes sense to me. And even the food pyramid that, you know, that oh. we used to go by, mm-hmm. even that has changed yeah. and altered. Mm-hmm. So... I think that it's wise for us to take a good, solid look at this in terms of, well, maybe I should restrict eating after a certain period of time at night Mm -hmm. and then prevent myself from eating before a certain period of time the next day to give my body a break, give my digestive system a break. Yeah. You know, one thing I'm thinking about as you're talking about that is that another thing I had learned somewhere along the road, Mm -hmm. the way, was... Your body doesn't really know what time it is, so it's okay to eat in the evening and um, not worry about it because your body at night is doing something and, and your body doesn't... But this, I feel like, contradicts that. That, well, it's it's still true that your body doesn't know what time it is, but it has to have that pause, that break, I guess. You know, well, and it doesn't matter in terms of intermittent fasting, it doesn't matter what 16 hours you're stringing together. Like if you're one who works nights and you sleep during the day, Mm -hmm. then you just string your 16 hours together wherever it fits. Yeah. You know, so although you say your body doesn't know what time it is, but there's this other thing called circadian, circadian, is it circadian rhythm? I think it is. Okay. I I, I was almost thinking of like locusts, like circadian. (laughs) Cicadas. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Forgive us listeners for all of our, all over the board, but ignorance (laughs) is bliss. Okay, the circadian rhythm. I think that there, that there is something to it, you know. Yeah. To, to ha- and we adjust. Like, look at how weird it feels when we go to spring ahead, fall behind. Mm. You know, the mm-hmm. daylight savings on off thing, mm-hmm. and that's only an hour. Right. And then I and you know your husband has worked shift work, mm-hmm. and you know how it is for him to yeah. switch from one to the other and blah blah blah. So there is something to it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move along. All right. Well, the last thing on here is the gene expression. And oh. Tracy and I were kind of going over this a little bit. Yeah, what is gene him. expression? But again, this is in layman's terms. So it just says there are changes in the function of genes related to longevity and protection against disease. So the bottom line is it's good for you. Do you it. You have protection. Right. Yeah. And if you don't get to autophagy, you know, if you don't get there mm-hmm. and and get to that, you know, where you're intermittent fasting, then your genes don't do that. So whatever this gene expression thing is that's so positive for you, it's not going to have the opportunity to do that if you don't give it a healthy environment to do that. Yeah. (laughs) That's scary. I wish it was more automatic. Yeah. Talk to God about that. Right. All right. Well, and then scrolling down to the health benefits, there's more. Mm -hmm. But wait, 
there's <laughs> more. Powerful <laughs> uh, benefits, it says, for weight control and the health of your body and brain. Uh, and it may even help you longer, this intermittent fasting plan. So it says, here are the main health benefits of intermittent fasting. So as we said, weight loss, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's it says here specifically lose weight and belly fat, which we talked about. Right. So, Praise the Lord. Woohoo for that. Mm-hmm. Insulin resistance, which we talked about that already, lowering blood sugar. Inflammation, which we have not talked about. Let's Inflammation talk about is a huge problem, and it's a huge contributor to all kinds of diseases that you don't want. Yeah, and I used to think about, I, I've heard that before, that inflammation is a big problem and blah, blah, blah. And I thought about, well, what does that mean exactly? You know, what, what does that mean, inflammation? Mm-hmm. Well, it's in the body. The body's not then able to function the way that it was designed to function because mm-hmm. we were designed to function without that inflammation. I used to think that only people with, is it celiac disease? Right. Allergic to like wheat? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That mainly those were the ones that had to worry about that. But that's not the case. We can have inflammation or inflammatory problems without having that disease. Right. And it's it's not good, bottom line. In our research, we found Dr. Mary Claire Haver. Mm-hmm. And she is the founder and creator of the Galveston Diet. She's from Galveston, Texas. So she named this program after her community because she loved loved her area. Everybody who lives in Texas loves it. Like Seems they like love it. Texas. They have Texas shaped everything. Oh, yeah. They do. They're very proud of their state. They are. And yeah. they want all of us to move there, like and become our own country. We'll be all <laughs> Texans. Anyway, Mary Claire Haver, she's um a licensed and registered uh, medical doctor. She's an OBGYN. That's her profession. Yeah. And her story, I'll just give it to you in a nutshell. Her story is she was um, you know, slim and gorgeous all the way up through until she hit middle age. And then her brother died, sadly, and and young, mm-hmm. you know, and she went into a depression. I did not know this. Yeah, it's sad. And in her depressive state, she turned to the wrong thing to deal with, you know, the, the sadness. I, I've been there. Mm. And she gained, I think she said she gained like 15 to 20 pounds, something like that. And on her small frame, that was a lot. Mm. And so then she was, once she kind of came out of the darkness of the the depression, which she did come out of it, thank God, Mm. um, she started to work on it to to try to get the weight off. So then she was applying all the other techniques that she previously had been telling her OBGYN patients for years, calories in, calories out, Mm -hmm. you know, you just got to work out more and eat less. Easy, Mm -hmm. easy peasy. Well, it wasn't working for her. So then she's, she, she was almost to the point of obsessive about trying to lose this weight. And it was becoming a problem between her and her husband, who had a really solid relationship. And he was leaving for a trip. He worked overseas. So he would be gone for like a month at a time or whatever. And she was at the airport with him. And she said, honey, when you get back from your long trip, you're going to finally have the wife that you deserve. Meaning that she was going to really fight for to get her body back. And he was, God bless this man. I don't remember his name, but... But he said to her, I already have the wife that I deserve. And your obsession with losing weight is starting to affect you as a human being. And it's affecting us as a couple. So you need to figure out how to get to the bottom of that. Then he went off on his thing. 
I'm mesmerized by the story. I know. And then she now she's a scientist. Mm. That's her that's her deal. Mm. So so she said, "Okay, I'm a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to figure this out for myself." So she did a deep dive into actual data, actual studies on weight loss and specifically weight loss in women who are in the menopausal phase of life. And the sad thing about it is she she didn't find a whole lot of studies. There, there's not a ton of research on that specific group. Hmm. So what she had to do was read all the studies on weight loss. Wow. And then she had to extrapolate information. That's a big word. That is. You did it very well. She used it, so I used it too. <laughs> <laughs> she had to extrapolate the data mm-hmm. and then take a look at it from like a bird's eye view, you know. Mm-hmm. And what she found, a common denominator through all of the studies, was inflammation. Yes. Inflammation Mm. was the problem. Mm -hmm. And so one thing led to another, and then she was studying intermittent fasting as well, and this autophagy. Mm -hmm. So in her program, which you can find her program online, you just go to the galvestondiet.com. I think it's galvestondiet.com, something like that. Just Google it. You'll find it. Yeah. In her program, she combines intermittent fasting with a low glycemic that's right anti-inflammatory diet plan yeah so there are foods out there that god made whole foods like blueberries mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory right okay now um a blueberry sundae loaded with syrup and extra sugar mm-hmm. and fat that's not what she means no right. that is inflammatory yeah that makes your body go <laughs> yeah So she combines intermittent fasting with a low glycemic, healthy, whole food diet and getting your head on straight. Mm -hmm. And she's really a teacher. Yeah, she's a doctor. I think she's now spending so much time with this diet that she's not as much in active practice. Although a lot of her videos online are her on break from her hospital job Mm -hmm. (laughs) of bringing babies into the world. Mm -hmm. But She's very encouraging. She's very down to earth. Yeah, she is. Really? Yeah. I love yeah. when she comes on camera with, you know, like looking like a normal As person. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't like all the lights and all the, you know, makeup and such. Yeah. No filters. Yeah. No filters. So um, check her out if you're interested in learning more about how she does it. Now, yes, there's a fee for her program, but it's very affordable. It's a one-time fee that you, I, th- I think it's under 200 bucks, mm-hmm. like a hundred and some bucks, something like that. And it's one time you pay, and then you get access to all these videos and all this information, and you just take it in it as as you want to. But you can watch these YouTube things oh, yeah. for free, though. For sure, you can yeah. you can do this kind of a thing totally free. Mm-hmm. You do not have to invest in any kind of a program. But if someone feels like they need that extra layer of accountability, right, and they just want to feel like they've got a little bit of handholding, they can check out what she has to offer and pay for it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. She's definitely a sharer in her yeah. knowledge. Yeah. And we're not sponsored by the Galveston Diet. No, gosh. We're not sponsored, we're sponsored by Muffin and Poo. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we just share with you all what's, what's a benefit to us that we've learned. Mm-hmm. So check her out and start listening to her her videos and um, check out her website. She's got recipes and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Really good. And really just look into inflammation. Right. And how... Uh, how it affects you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so another health benefit is heart health. 
Intermittent fasting may reduce bad LDL cholesterol, uh, blood triglycerides, inflammatory markers, blood sugar, and insulin resistance. Again, all risk fact. Those are all risk factors for heart disease. Oh. Cancer. So, animal studies suggest that intermittent fasting may prevent cancer. Huge. Very important. Very. Brain health. Mm. Intermittent fasting increases the brain hormone BDNF and may aid the growth of new nerve cells. That's very pick. <laughs> it may also protect against Alzheimer's disease. Love that. Yeah. You know, and one thing that I'll point out about this article is when you put your cursor over the little numbers yeah. that are after every fact, mm -hmm. it leads you to the actual PubMed study. Right. Now, Catherine and I tried to read <laughs> a couple of the studies yesterday, and it, it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> so we like the summaries better. Yeah. But if you want to get into the science and that fascinates you, read the studies. Absolutely. Educate yourself. Right. But we don't want to bore you to death with all of that. So. But plus, we wouldn't really be able to understand what we were reading. So we'll just read the bullet points. Yeah. And here's a good one. I love this one. And I think a lot of women would. Anti-aging. Mm -hmm. Intermittent fasting can extend lifespan in rats. <laughs> Yay. And we were talking about why is it always rats. There right. must be some kind of, I don't know, scientific thing that they can base it on with certainty that it's good for humans too. <laughs> right. I guess. Uh, studies showed that fasted rats live 36 to 83% longer. That's a lot longer. <laughs> Yeah. You know, when I think about it as a cancer survivor myself mm -hmm. and as one who has walked the, the road of cancer with my mom, who went through yeah. the treatments of chemotherapy and radiation therapy mm -hmm. that were rough, people will do a lot of things to extend their life. I mean, they like my mom went through these really difficult treatments to extend her life. Mm -hmm. And we're we're looking at information that says, hey, if you just give yourself a window where you don't eat, it could extend your life. We got to pay attention. Yeah. They say, pay attention. Mm -hmm. I'm speaking to myself. Yeah, I figured that when you said Tracy. Right. <laughs> Anybody out there named Tracy, this is for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So the summary here, it says intermittent fasting can have many benefits for your body and your brain. It can cause weight loss and may reduce your risk for type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. It may also help you live longer. Mm -hmm. What's not to love about right. that summary? That's right. Another good summary under the topic, it makes your healthy lifestyle simpler. Yes. Who wouldn't? Who, who wouldn't? doesn't want a simple life? That's right. <laughs> it points out that eating healthy is simple, but it can be incredibly hard to maintain. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And it says one of the main obstacles is all the work required to plan for and cook healthy meals. Intermittent fasting can make things easier as you don't need to plan, cook, right. or clean up after every meal. Right. You just you need before. to not eat. Right. <laughs> Go exactly. do something else. <laughs> Right? Your house will probably be cleaner. Your drawers will be more organized. Yeah. Love it. I like that it says here, for this reason, intermittent fasting is very popular among the life hacking crowd. Yeah. You know how people are always looking right. up life, life hacks. hacks. <laughs> yeah. As it improves your health while simplifying your life at the same time. Right. If you don't like doing dishes, don't eat off of them. Right? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's a thing. That is a thing. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. I don't have a dishwasher. I'm just saying. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to get one one day. On podcast, take yeah. off <laughs> so I can get a dishwasher. Right. Okay, well, now let's go into some of the cons. Yeah. Who should be careful about intermittent fasting or possibly avoid it? Yeah. So the article says that intermittent fasting is certainly not for everyone. Right. So hear that, everyone. Mm-hmm. If you're underweight or have a history of eating disorders. Yeah. Talked about that, disordered eating. But this is but more this specific is, to yeah. like anorexia and bulimia. Right. Mm-hmm. So if that's in your history... So if you're underweight or you have those eating disorder history, you should not fast without consulting a health professional first. Right. In these cases, it can be downright harmful. Yeah. So pay attention. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we should give a disclaimer because people do that. Give disclaimers when they're giving, like, this is not medical advice. We're not doctors. In case you didn't notice. (laughs) We're just a couple of people trying to get better. Yeah. So, and, and I, you know, I say that tongue in cheek, but I really mean it. Like if you're going to, if you're going to take the reins and the control of your health, it's on you. Mm-hmm. It's on you. It's not on your mother. They blame the mother all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not on your spouse. It's not on your friend. It's not on your neighbor. It's on you. Take control. It's a decision. Yeah. That's and the bottom line. It is. It and really talk is. to your doctor. The next time you go to your doctor. Mm-hmm. Talk to them. Talk to him or her about intermittent fasting and should I do it? And what do you think about it? And about weight. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so bad with when I go to the doctor in the past, I have avoided the scale to the point of, I just, they just say, well, we're going to take you right over here, Mrs. DeGrab, and you can put your purse there and you're going to just step on the scale and we're just going to get your weight. Like they act like they're doing me a favor. And I look right at them square in the face and I just go, no, (laughs) not doing it. Where's the room? Where are we going? Because I'm, I'm not getting so out of there. I'm surprised you do that. <laughs> I know it's bad. Maybe I'll have the courage to get on the scale next time. You should because they do that because if you suddenly have unexplained weight loss, well, they need to know what your starting point was. Well, I could and, tell them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they can't go by your true. word. That's true. They're scientists. Yeah. All right. I'll get on the scale next time. Good. All right, good. Good, good. good. All right, should women fast? What what does it say there, Catherine? There is some evidence that intermittent fasting may not be as beneficial for women as it is for men. Figures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it says, for example, one study showed that it improved insulin sensitivity in men, but worsened blood sugar control in women. Mm. It doesn't go further with that um, unless you go to the, The the source. You can read the study. Yeah. Uh, It says, though human studies on this topic are unavailable, studies in rats have found that intermittent fasting can make female rats (laughs) emaciated, emaciated, uh, masculinized, infertile, and cause them to miss cycles, the period cycles. Right, right. So um, there are a number of anecdotal reports of women whose menstrual periods stopped when they started doing intermittent fasting and went back to normal when they resumed their previous eating pattern. Mm-hmm. So for these reasons, women should be careful with intermittent fasting. Uh, they should also follow separate guidelines like easing into the practice and stopping immediately if they have problems like amenorrhea. 
the absence of their period menstruation. You know, that's another thing that Dr. Haver says at, in the Gallison diet. Mm-hmm. She recommends that people don't just do an abrupt jump with both feet in mm-hmm. and just do it gradually. So start with a 12-hour window mm-hmm. instead of a 16-hour fast, do a 12-hour fast. Mm-hmm. So you would fast maybe from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. So that's, and hopefully you're sleeping between seven to eight hours in that window. Mm-hmm. So then you're only delaying eating a little bit when you get up and, you know, not eating a little bit before you go to bed. Start there mm-hmm. and then see how you do. Yeah, I'm pretty much right now in the 12 hour. That's good. Yeah. So I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. Yeah. Because that's, that's, that's progress. It sure is. Okay, it also says that um, women with issues with fer- fertility, if you're having fertility issues, you're trying to conceive a baby, consider holding off on intermittent fasting for now uh, because you could have some issues with that. So still be careful on that. Yeah. All right, let's look at safety and side effects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hunger is the main side effect of intermittent fasting. Yeah, but if you're if it's overnight and you normally sleep at night yeah. and do whatever you do in the day, it's not too difficult for me because I've been doing it now for over a week Mm -hmm. that's not very long but I have found that one thing that helps is I just kind of keep myself distracted you know just find things to do one thing that helps me is right before my window ends I like to have a lot of protein yeah because the protein sustains me Mm -hmm. and then I'm not craving carbs because carbs are my downfall like most people the other thing that is all over the Dr. Haver's stuff with the Galveston diet is, and I think it's probably everywhere with intermittent fasting, is during your fast, you can drink water and you should. You know, so drink water because mm-hmm. oftentimes we're not really hungry, but we could be thirsty. I'm smiling because my dad always said that. Yeah. He said, you know, a lot of times when you're hungry. It's really that you're thirsty. Right. So just drink and some water. I was like, yeah, Dad, um, no, I'm hungry. He was right. He was right. Yeah. Uh, I always felt, though, that the more water I drank, the more I was flushed out and that I really was more hungry. Well, I, I, I just felt, I don't know, but that's how it felt. Okay. Just try it. Just, I, yeah, you, you know, just, just see how it goes. Yeah. So there's water and then also um, plain tea which can be very good for you. There's some kind of fennels or finals or however you say it. So yeah, I wrote it down somewhere. Fennel funnels. I, I don't know. Poly, the f- poly, 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 <laughs> whatever it is, it's good for you Yeah. in teas, like black tea and green tea. Yeah. Um, but no sugar, no cream, nothing. So you're, you're doing zero calories when you're fasting, you can drink, but you, but no calories. And, and you definitely don't want to drink like diet sodas or anything like that. Absolutely not. That is like no. rat poison. Mm-hmm. So so they recommend black coffee, plain tea, or water. It's true. It does say you can have a little bit, very little bit of milk. It says it in this article. Well, there's some and controversy on that. They, yeah. they, some experts say it this way. Some say no. So it, it goes back As and forth. As always, there's, yeah. yeah. So I guess you just got to do what works for you. Um, The other thing that I have found helpful with coffee, because I used to drink cream in my coffee, I put a little cinnamon in it just Mm -hmm. to give it some flavor Mm -hmm. and make it like smell special. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I, once in my time in my life, I used to drink a lot of black coffee. 
now yeah, you did. it's only it's only been a week and i'm kind of back used to it mm-hmm. i think if i Good. keep this up for a couple more weeks i'll be fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. me i've just been using even less i went down to very little now i'm just using even less yeah and i think that's a healthy way to do it just gradually kind of go down to wherever you can make it a happy medium yeah i think that to go cold turkey that that's you know sometimes you may have to if you're forced to i suppose but, but but this is one thing that's so important and when it comes to any kind of a change. It has to be long-term. That's right. And sustainable. Oh, yeah. Right. Otherwise, we're going to go back mm-hmm. right to where we started. So why bother? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Where were we? Main uh, side effects, hunger, we talked right. about just now. <laughs> Went off on a tangent. <laughs> Sorry. You may also feel weak and your brain may not perform as well as you're used to. But found that this time yeah i haven't found <laughs> that either yeah. i haven't felt weak no i actually feel stronger yeah i do there, there's something about feeling your stomach growl no hmm? yes, sir? there's something about it about feeling like empty inside like your body's not digesting a bunch of food you know that feeling when you've overdone it with, oh gosh and you feel terrible and you're yeah. i think your body inside is going whoa <laughs> yeah and the the cells Give are a break yeah the cells are all going nuts trying to figure out what to do with all this stuff and i i just think maybe they get to rest a little bit during that autophagy thing hmm. makes sense it does i don't yeah. know if it's right but right oh what does this say here Oh, this says this may only be temporary as it can take some time for your body to adapt to the new meal schedule. Yeah, if you feel off. Yeah. If you have a medical condition, you consult. You should consult with your doctor before trying intermittent fasting, which we already said that. Right. Okay, so safety and side effects down a little further. This is uh, particularly important if you have diabetes, have problems with blood sugar regulation, have low blood pressure, take medications, are underweight, have a history of eating disorders, which we talked about, are a woman who's trying to conceive, which we talked about slightly, uh, are a woman with a history of amenorrhea, are pregnant or breastfeeding. Yeah. I like that it says, though, it points out, all that being said, intermittent fasting has an outstanding safety profile. There is nothing dangerous about not eating for a while if you're healthy and well-nourished overall. Right. Woo. Yay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. We just addressed one of them. Can I eat or can I drink liquids during the fast? And the article says yes. Water, tea, and coffee uh, and other non-caloric beverages are fine. But with that caveat, stay away from those diet sodas. They're horrible. Yeah. Do not add sugar to your coffee. Small amounts of milk or cream may be okay because there is that controversy on the cream. Well, and they do say may be okay. Right. It doesn't say it is okay. Right. Coffee can be particularly beneficial during a fast as it can blunt hunger. I really think that it helps me to drink the coffee and I put that little cinnamon in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's kind of like a nurturing thing. You know, like if you're into your coffee in the morning, I I kind of like nurse my cup and I have mm-hmm. my quiet time or my whatever, you know, and it's comfort. Yeah, it definitely is. So the smell of cinnamon in there is kind of a help. Okay. Um, the second one we talked about. 
Oh, unhealthy to skip breakfast. Yeah, we talked about that one. Can I take supplements while fasting? Yes. However, keep in mind that some supplements like fat-soluble vitamins may work better when taken with meals. So I just take my vitamins when I'm in my fasting window. Okay. Also, um, I don't know if this article goes into it, but we talked about curcumin, turmeric. Turmeric? How do you say that? I thought it was turmeric. Okay, it's a spice, right? mm Mm-hmm. There's some articles out there that claim that that spice, turmeric, also known as coquin, co- co- it comes in supplement form. Mm-hmm. It's called coquin. Co- yeah. <laughs> but there's some evidence that that can help your body go into autophagy. Look into it. Yeah. All right. What's another frequently asked question, Catherine? Uh, can I work out while fasted? Yes. Which we talked about how we're doing that. You're, you're going to have some success. If you have gonna... to. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to. You can't lose with, I mean, you can lose, but you it's a win. It's a win. <laughs> Not a lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Will fasting cause muscle loss? And then it says here, all weight loss methods can cause muscle loss, which is why it's important to lift weights and keep your protein intake high. Mm-hmm. One study showed that intermittent fasting causes less muscle loss than regular calorie restriction. That's good. Yeah, and that's why it's so important to get active, get fit, get into some strength training. Mm -hmm. Will fasting slow down my metabolism? No. Yay! (laughs) Studies show that short-term fasts actually boost metabolism. However, longer fasts of three or more days can suppress metabolism. Yeah. I don't think I would want to fast three days. I honestly don't think I could. No. All right, should kids fast? Allowing your child to fast is probably a bad idea. They're just not ready. They're not mature enough physically or mentally. Kids need a lot of nutrients and a lot of stuff to keep them growing and going. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, so then it goes into how to get started, how to get going. And um, if you've ever eaten dinner, then slept late, and not eaten until lunch the next day, then you've probably already fasted for 16 hours. You just didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. So it's really just putting your mind to it. Mm -hmm. It's being mindful about, I'm going to start eating at this time, and I'm going to end eating at this time. Yeah. Should we just read the summary? Yeah. Let's just summarize it. It's recommended to start with the 16-8 method. Mm -hmm. Then perhaps later, move on to longer fasts. It's important to experiment and find a method that works for you. Yeah, and if 16 sounds too crazy for you, then like we said, try 12. Right. Try 12-12 and then move into the 16. Yeah, it's still effective. It still works. That's the good news. Right. All right. Now, so we said earlier we were going to go into the our, our final little point was going to be, should you try it? Mm-hmm. Should you do it or should you not? Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the, the verdict, Cap? Intermittent fasting is not something that anyone needs to do. It's simply one of the many lifestyle strategies that, inc- eh, that can improve your health. Eating real food, exercising, and taking care of your sleep are still the most important factors to focus on. You should always remember that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I like that it says this. If you don't like the idea of fasting, then you can safely ignore this article and continue to do what works for you. That's right. We're all as different. long as it works. Right. Don't do nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, at the end of the day, there is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to nutrition. The best diet for you is the one you can stick to in the long run. Yeah. 
I think that's great advice. I do too. All right. So it's, um, I guess it's up, it's really up to you and what you want to, what your goals are. Mm -hmm. I would encourage all of us, including the two of us right here, never, never, never give up. Give up. Never. You know, you can't give up. Even if you're like me and you've gained and lost over multiple decades, don't give up. Mm -hmm. Just lose it again. You've lost it before. Lose it again. Yeah. And hopefully going forward, you'll... Like, okay, Catherine and I are doing this 100-day challenge where we're mm-hmm. really focusing in on our health for this summer, mm-hmm. and we're we're going to be creating special um, podcasts that are just around that idea. But one of the things we just talked about today is that we have to come up with a maintenance plan right. now mm-hmm. so that we can go, okay, for the... Our goal is to lose a, a to lose not a hundred pounds. It's to lose twenty pounds in a hundred in a hundred days. days. So it's like a pound and a half a week, mm-hmm. which is not nothing. Mm-hmm. That's something. Mm-hmm. And the the way that we plan to do that is to implement intermittent fasting, um, workouts at the gym, tracking our meals through My Fitness Pal, and making healthy choices for nutrient-dense food mm-hmm. that's going to serve our bodies and, and feed us and nurture us and not stuff that really is just empty calories. Right. And at the end of the 100 days, our hope is that we've lost 20 pounds, but we have to have that maintenance plan Absolutely. ready to go. Right. This is no good if you don't plan to keep it off and, and live a normal life. For sure. Normal meaning, you know, carry on with your your picnics and your gatherings and the key is just just have a plan ahead of time right because we're going to have normal life right all right well this has been a great conversation about intermittent fasting thank you Catherine, for sharing with me and with our audience and you know give us some feedback folks if you're listening to this and you've decided you want to give it a shot let us know because that would encourage us that that all this effort that we're putting forward on the podcast is bringing some value to our listeners. Absolutely. So we encourage you in that way. We also have, as we do with every single podcast, we end with some spiritual inspiration. Mm-hmm. So today it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. And it says, So what, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. That's really the Amen. goal, right? Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, our call to action, as we said, take control. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Yeah. Um, consider trying it. Look into it further. Do a deep dive of your own research. Talk to your doctor. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up for our next episode, which will be episode number 27 mm-hmm. next week, 80s, 80s. revival. <laughs> we thought we better get off of all this. Um, our last few episodes have been sort of a little heavy, so we better get off of that and do something fun. Yeah. 80s revival. What's the deal with mom jeans and the 80s music trends and all of that? Because yeah. that was our era. That's that's when we were. That's right. All that. These cut off shirts and <laughs> gosh. Yeah, so we're going to be talking everything 80s. So join us then. We're, we'll, we look forward to it. You've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh, Laugh anyway, anyway podcast. And I'm still Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. See you next time. <laughs>